there, I'm Daniel, and this will be my first podcast. I'm kind of uh, doing this because I've been hammering Andy Goodman over at Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks with a million voice messages, and I guess once you've sent so many voice messages, you may as well make your own podcast. So this one is kind of my thoughts on the GM and the player, what their roles are, and kind of how they interact, and the uh, social contract, as they say. So whose game is it really anyways? Or whose adventure? Or, you know, who is in control at the table? This is kind of an interesting topic. Um, It's been bouncing around my head ever since I was uh, involved in talking to Andy about some certain situations that happened in his game, you know, which I didn't have all the details on and probably am not correct in uh, the assumptions that maybe I made. Um, But I think it's really an interesting situation because I'm definitely the type of dungeon master that is very open to improvisation and very open to uh, the players kind of going where they feel like their characters should go. That being said, I think there are very distinct uh, roles <laughs> funny what I say, uh, that we play at the table. Uh, an RPG in general, like a D&D type RPG, uh, Call of Cthulhu, you know, Tales from the Loop, um, Coriolis, uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, you know, all these kind of... Sp- bog-standard RPGs, they have a referee or a GM or whatever you want to call it, a moderator. And that person's job is exactly that, to moderate, to referee, to keep things kind of going in a smooth direction. They're not necessarily uh, the, quote, storyteller. I think the storyteller is what happens at the table. Um, But they are there to kind of keep things within a certain... uh, framework or else you're not really playing those games anymore you're just sitting around telling a story and because of that uh, role and because of that duty uh, the gym generally creates some kind of an adventure or story you know you you don't necessarily write the ending of it um, you write some events and you see what what's going to happen you know you know that the uh, you know the old man's been dressing up like a ghost and scaring people away so that he can lower the property values and those meddling kids are going to come and solve that mystery. Or they're going to try anyways, right? But if those meddling kids drive by in their, in their van and they just keep going, then they're not fulfilling their part of what is the social contract of an RPG. At some point, the players need to know that there is, in fact, uh, a game to be played. And that game, you know, it's respectful to the person that created the adventure to at least try to follow the path of it a bit. Now, this is the kind of thing that, you know, of course, you you would think is common sense. And I feel like most players get behind that. You know, I I can't say I can recall ever having a group just completely walk away from what was clearly the the goal and just, you know, go shopping or something. I mean, you you hear those horror stories. I'm not sure how actually true they are. I feel like that's more urban legend type stuff, but who knows? Um... But you do run into the type of situations where, like in this case, which, you know, my understanding, which apparently wasn't completely accurate, um, was that a player, uh, because of their character uh, background, decided to insert themselves into the, um, into the story in a way that kind of clashed against some of the pre-prepared um, secrets, as it would be, you know. Um, so this, though, can be a problem. Um, I think that as players, we need to take cues from our our DM as to when we can do that versus just deciding that we feel like it. 
um, one technique that I do as, as a GM is I will actually offer those, those cues to the players. You know, we'll go into a town and I'll be like, oh, you know, what's the uh, natural resource of this town or what's the name of the tavern or, or how many children does this tavern have and let players create and build things from that. But when I'm not doing that and I say the tavern is called this and I say the town produces this, what I don't want or need is for the players to then insert themselves in and be like, oh yeah, it's true, they do uh, mine coal in this town and, and I own that coal mine. Because that might mean nothing, but that might be the entire adventure, you know, that they have just now hijacked and taken away because they made that statement that might seem like nothing to them. And it seems like nothing to them because the player didn't create the world, right? The players don't know everything. Uh, very specifically, a situation that happened to me um, was the, the players had gone to this town and we were playing a campaign and one player had a very kind of promiscuous character who was constantly, you know, uh, you know, faded to black, but constantly kind of uh, hooking up with locals or whatever. And they went into the, um, the town and, you know, I described a bunch of people in the tavern and they literally picked the NPC that was going to be important to the mission and was, and was like, oh, and the next morning you see me walking out with this, with this, this woman. And I just had to be like, no, I'm sorry, no, you can't do that. You know, you walked out with somebody else. And... A good player will realize that you're doing that for a reason, not because you want to be a jerk, you know, but because you can't do that because that's a part of the story that I'm in control of because there's a reason there. Um, if you just assume that you can take control of the plot anytime you want as a player, you may create issues. Now, that's not to say you can't do what you want. If the DM is like, oh, there's a tavern in town and there's an, you know, you can stay above it, they rent rooms, and then the players are like, well, we want to camp out in the field. Okay, that's fine. You know, I have no problem with that. Um, you know, that's a player choice. That's, that's agency. Players can do what they feel like. Um, they don't need to stay in the inn just because clearly that's where they should be staying. Um, you want to stay in the wilderness? That's fine. You know, not like wandering monsters won't get you out there. You know, I joke, of course. But the reality is, is that there's a big difference between a player making a decision on what their character might do, like, hey, I'm going to go hit on that person, and them just narrating their success when they don't know who those people are. That, um, you know, is an issue. And actually, what the player ended up doing in the future, because they, they realized, you know, they, they realized what they were doing, and in the future towns when that happened, they just said, you know, and you see, you know, them come out with this random person, blah, blah. And that worked totally fine. It still gave the story that they wanted to, to have their bard and they're, you know, finding all these people to, to, to you know, uh, involve themselves with without it being an NPC that would make a difference to the story. And because, again, they don't know. And this is why I, I keep stating that is because I don't want it to sound like I'm saying that players shouldn't do it. But what I'm saying is that when you step on very particular plot points that the GM is putting out there. Do you think that the GM is putting them out there for just no reason? They probably have a reason. And when you grab them and run with them without being given the kind of like, okay, you can actually be very disruptive to what is the framework. And it's well within the GM's prerogative as the referee, as it would be, to basically say no, in my opinion. And that's just the way it is. This is not a storytelling game. 
It's a game in which stories are told. So there's a big difference there. If it's a storytelling game and there's no GM and everybody just kind of is taking turns telling story, then you know, do what you want, right? But when you are have a framework of a of a module or an adventure, you need to let the GM do their part of the job. The GM is not just there to facilitate you to to role play. The GM is there to play as well, and part of the playing part for the GM is that running the game. You know, you, you can't just take that away from them. It's not fair, and it really uh, violates, in my mind, the social contract. It'd be the same thing as, as you uh, d- doing that to another PC. You know, would you do that to another player when they were like, oh, yeah, my player has this uh, sword. Oh, yeah, you know, that sword came from, you know, my grandfather's collection, and I'm just letting you borrow it. No, you wouldn't do that because what are you doing? Like, get, get out of there. Same thing with the GM. It's like you can't just grab the things that are the GM's part of the story and take them without being given the cue to do so. Um, so that's just my opinion on that kind of stuff. Whose game is it? It's everybody's game. But everybody has their, their place. Everybody's got the thing that they should be doing. And you need to respect the position of the game master just like the game master needs to respect your characters and not suddenly have your character do something just because they feel like it. You know, that's a huge violation in my mind for a GM. Maybe that'll be another one of these. Maybe I'll make a second one. Um, You know, is if a GM just starts telling you what your character's doing because, you know, unless there's some kind of magic or whatever, because they feel like that's the way. Oh, well, you're super scared, so you're cowering in the corner. I am? Is there a spell on me or something? If not, I will tell you how my character reacts based on the information that you're giving me because my character is my character and their brain and their reactions and their feelings are the thing I control. The world is the GM's character and it's underneath emotions, uh, you know, under the skin, under the hood, however you want to call it, are what the GM controls. Anyways, there you go. I may never publish this or it might be live for three people to watch and or listen to, I guess, as the case may be as my first Anchor uh, podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening.